so tonight the subject is on we have a lot of people and a lot of our real life tribe members coming to us and saying okay well if i'm going to find a deal that i potentially want to buy in my investment properties what is it that i'm actually looking for on a viewing like what is it that you do when you're going out there so it's a really good question and actually it's not quite as simple as everybody thinks it is now Honestly, I'm going to talk and, and I'm going to tell you a lot of the things that me and Mark do in our businesses and what we look for in our investment properties. However, you can still share and comment and like. I want to I want to have as much interaction as possible because I want you guys to get as much out of the session as you possibly can. Would that be okay? If you're going to keep commenting, keep asking questions, just keep the visibility going because i want to know who you are where you are what it is that you're yeah absolutely tribe share 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 constantly because we want to reach as many people as possible so just for example you've got obviously your normal just um to cover a few bases we're looking generally to find a property that we can either renovate and then flip so we're going to sell it on straight away so we're going to do the renovation and then sell it okay so we buy do up sell and then you've got buy to lets that you're going to do that you want to buy Renovate, sell, or uh, you're going to rent that out to single family occupants, could be social housing. There is an abundance of strategies with buy to let. And then you've got other options like a HMO, for example. So it is simply that you're going to look at the property and renovate the property or to, like convert it in this case to a HMO. And then you're going to go out and rent it out per room basis or to students or whatever. So there are a few different caveats um, where you can actually look into this. I, it is looking really funny, so can you just let me know if it goes off mark or anything because it's really freezing on here. Good. Okay, so for example, if on a you know a HMO, just let's start with that one because I know everyone is cash flow is king sometimes. So for instance, if I'm looking at HMO, I'm, my first port of call is obviously whether I'm looking at it online or whether an agent sent it to me directly, I want a floor plan as early as physically possible with dimensions if, if I can as well. The reason for that is that I want to be able to get the floor plan and like recreate, so I'll print it out and then get my pencil and I'll just start drawing and creating as much, much money as I can. And also with the floor plans and the view of the property, I will clarify all this when I physically go to view it, but at the time at the moment I'm going to have my paper with my floor plan on and then I'm literally going to just draw over it I'm going to use the pictures of the front of the building to look at where the waste is going to be so if I'm going to be looking at a three bedroom house that I would like to turn into maybe a six seven or even eight bed I've seen some people do then we would have to look into the likelihood of us getting the waste out of the property to be able to get all of this situation in so I need to like get it all out and you've got to make sure that you've got exits so if we've got an alleyway or if we've got a side elevation where we can actually put the waste pipes and get the waste out of the property without without really if we can the use of sani flow systems a sani flow system if you don't know what it is it's like a, a suction method as opposed to just it normally going out in a normal waste pipe so it, it it requires a bit of a motor and obviously certain things can go wrong with those because it's not a natural um disposal literally i've got one i've got a few here and there don't really cause me any issues 
but obviously it's more the suction of the shower that we found the problem is it's not coming out draining out as quickly so it's coming like and having a surface thing but it's okay because we'll always find a challenge and if there's the odd room where you need to do this then you know that's that's the situation so you'll you'll find a solution right there's no challenge that you can't overcome so with this in mind i will look at my floor plan and everything first and then say okay is this going to be something that i can adequately add value to that's going to give me the return that i desire because it's not about the property um it's about my strategy and the properties fitting that i don't look for the property and go well if i don't earn as much then i could still do it or yeah the build cost is going to be way way more because of this this and this but i can make it work no like it has to work for my strategy it is not about emotion in property it is about the value that you're going to get out of it because it's your investments right so it's not home you're buying to live in yourself you are not getting emotionally attached so this is the way that we need to look at this especially when you're viewing them because sometimes you'll be up against a lot of different people and especially if you're in a really high investment space area and the really really low prices to purchase them you could be up against like 20 30 people at one time we've done that we were in bidding wars with people and it can be challenging absolutely this is a brilliant tag away so for instance instance with the HMOs that you've got I'll sort of look at the floor plans on here and then I want to have a look at the room sizes so as I said I'll get the floor plan and then I want to have a look at the dimensions because I want to make sure that I'm going to be able to fit what how many rooms am I going to be able to get out this house because depending on the specific council we are at later date it's going to go into more detail about things like room size requirements HMO conversions because that's a that's a whole training on its own but we'll have a look just on this basis of viewing it how many rooms can i actually get in this house based on the government's kind of rules these days it's now gone to 6.52 square meters being like the minimum room size so if you're going to have an ensuite in there as well you need to have it 6.52 plus then your ensuite additionally and then obviously you're going to have to get your wardrobes in there and your beds and things like that I personally don't have anything less than about seven, seven and a half. Um, I think that's small enough. It's really quite challenging. And um, I know I know people can do some crazy stuff with the 6.52. I just find it a bit too small. So if I can add the square footage by moving some landing space, things like that, I will. If there's a redundant landing space you can be so creative with a floor plan when it comes to hmo conversions you would be so surprised we have literally lengthened upstairs to get from two to four bedrooms and people are like how have you done this it's brilliant so you can look at it that so you're looking at room sizes and then the floor plan based on okay how many adequate rooms can i fit into this property then obviously we've discussed it you're going to look at the drainage so in HMOs, you need to obviously get the drainage out of the property, but you need to be able to hide them because you don't want pipes coming all over the place. So this would be adequate to come out of the property and then down a side elevation or out and down through an alleyway. But you could also drop the ceilings or if you've got floorboards in underneath you on the, on the floor, you, you can run it underneath as well. So it's just about getting those hidden and being able to box all of those in without it causing, um, you know, too much ugliness to the to the rooms themselves but this is just a necessary thing when you're creating five six seven bedrooms with all their own private facilities in so i would rather have that drop my ceiling and have it 
you know, appear. So if you've got really tall ceilinged properties, then you're you're winning, right? Because it doesn't make a difference now anyway. We've got some that are like, I mean, everything's tall for me. Um, so you might have to look at this for yourself. But for um, the situation, this is just something you'll have to factor in. So if you've got something that's quite low as, as it is, you know, you just got to have a look, a look at why that is in the first place. Is this really going to work? Because if I've got to hide all of these, I've got to find a different solution, which is something then you can go through with the builder upon the property being accepted and obviously go through that in more detail so that's the ceiling height as well that we want to cover off so a floor plan then we're going through the drainage room sizes how many how many rooms can i physically get into this property with it being nice still and comfortable for people to live in then you want to look at things like the normal and the standard which can cover any any strategy buy to let flip and hmo you're going to be looking for damp you know oh get a pen get a pen I want you to write down now the best thing that you can buy for a damp. I'll tell you what it's called. N O S E. <laughs> no, I'm serious, right? You can walk in and you can smell it. You can smell if it's damp or not. You can see it on the walls. If it's something that is, you think, wow, there's a lot of damp in here, it smells, or you've got a lot of something going on at the bottom, like rising up from the bottom, you know, again, you get survey or get your builder to actually do a bit more, um, a bit more investigation on that, yes? So you just factor in things like this when you're looking at it. And then we want to make sure that everything's structurally going to be okay with the property. So has it had any, you can ask the agents this as well, or even the vendor if you're going to the appointment with the vendor. And remember that you've got to find out, is, has it got any subsidence, historical or otherwise? If so, have they had a survey done to substantiate you know, the fact that it's this price still or whatever? Again, you can ask that question because agents might have tried to sell it before and then thought, okay, well, the, the sales fell through due to the subsidence and therefore we've had this structural survey done so you don't have to do it, right? I had one like that before where we had the property and I was like, okay, well, obviously now the, the value or whatever said, oh, this and this. And they're saying, yeah, but we've had the structural survey done. I was like, oh, okay, so I saved like £600. Yeah, is that good? So you, you can ask the agents first. You can just say, hey, you know, I've got this property and I really like it. There's this, this and this going on. Like, for instance, there's some cracks on the wall. So if there's like some cracks that you can see from the outside, okay, it's coming away. Or if you've got some property, some of it literally coming away from the wall, then you know there's something's going on there. Is the movement active or is it historical? What's going on there? Have they had an investigation already done? Because we had another property, for an example, that we were going to buy. It was going to be a flip. And the actual back of the house was coming away, like the whole gable end was like coming away from the house. And so we, we on that particular project, had to go back in later and renegotiate our offer because we had another 30 grand, 30,000 pounds worth of work that we didn't account for initially because we were going to have to tear the back of the house down and rebuild it two stories. So it was, it was you know, a lot of money. Um, so which if it's structural and underpinning don't worry it doesn't mean no it just means get some surveys done speak to the builder be well informed before you before you put your offer in anything we do when it's an investment 
it's never like, whoa, that means I can't do the deal. No, it doesn't. It means you can do the deal still. You just have to make it work on the numbers for you, yes? So, yes, this is what we want to do. We want to make it work for us so that the property is going to be turned into this beautiful, amazing asset or home for somebody, and then you get some great income, yeah? That's why we're all here. So this is what we're looking for. And then things like extensions. Now, sometimes people come to us with the challenge of, well, I found this property and, I've, you know, it needs a kitchen, a bathroom, replaster, those kind of things, and a rewire. But other than that, the, the values, the donut values, etc., aren't exactly different, like hugely, from what they're actually asking for now. And I said, well, okay, sometimes in particular areas, they can have like a ceiling price. So what you can then look at is it's about square footage in that particular area, potentially. So then you would look at extensions, loft conversions, because we've got a property, for instance, that we're doing right now that's a flip. And that particular area, it was quite, it was 250,000 we got the house for, and it was a three-bed house. And it's like an old Victorian detached property with, with some nice big garden. And this particular area, you think, well, it's a three-bed house, it's like 250K. That was, it was up for 280. We took six months to get them to negotiate down to 250. On that particular property, we're adding a loft conversion, and we're also doing a um, converting the outbuilding out back. So it's like an extension, but the foundations and everything are already in. So we're going to just convert out. But this means that we're adding a significant amount of money to this project because we bought it for 250 We're going to be spending 30 on it overall. And then at the end, we're going to be selling it for like 380 400K. Would that be good? Brilliant. The reason it's done that is because we've gone into a new bracket. So when you add square footage or if it's like a um, bigger four bed like three bed into a four bed then you're obviously adding into a different bracket then because then somebody's going to be able to find you that wasn't looking for you before because it was only a three bed last time does that make sense i hope this is making sense and so absolutely made sense yes made sense. Right, well, hashtag sense hashtag sense if it's making sense i want to know is this making sense to everyone Awesome. And then, so if we're looking for the extension potential, what you want to just look at is go into the garden, for instance, and just have a look down either side and see if any of your neighboring properties have done it, that means that they've set the precedence, right? So it's likely that either if you're doing it as a flip, you can get a certain amount of extension done under permitted development rights anyway so you don't need to do planning for certain ones depending on the size some of them are covered under permitted development so then all you have to do is building regs etc like normal for any conversion does that make sense hashtag sense lots of sense i love it thank you for the interaction so yeah if you're going to be doing that if that's an easy thing to say okay well the people down here have all done extensions so that means i'm likely to get planning for mine yes brilliant again loft space Always have a good look in the loft if you can get access to it on your viewing. If you can't get access to it on the first viewing, always when the builder comes, make sure that you are going to the viewing to look in the loft as well. Because what's going on in the loft is potentially, you know, some slip tiles on the roof. It will give you a good indication of if there's any issues with damp or the roofing structure or anything with the joists. You want to know what's going on in there because you don't want to open it up after you bought it and go, whoops, 
But equally, I was looking the loft because I'm looking for potential to extend and create more bedrooms or um, even shared communal space if you need an extra communal area that's, you know, the head height, if there's got big vaulted ceiling, you know, these Victorian terraces are the best lofts in the world. Yeah, so this is always a great one to have a look at for either your flip, your buy-to-lets or your HMOs. They all work fantastically. One thing to bear in mind with a flip, for example, is we had one recently. Is it okay if I share an example? I'm hoping it is because it just makes it easier to explain it like this because then you can get what I'm saying. So, for instance, we had a property that was a two-bedroom house that we turned into three-bedroom. In that, we actually added um, a loft conversion to create the third master suite in the loft beautiful property but then what you have to factor in if it's a flip for example and you've added a third floor all of your fire uh, all of your windows need to be fire escape worthy okay because it because it's got three floors and the doors for building regulations also need to be um, fire retardant, fire resistant, so you could get like an FD20, FD30. Always consult the building regulations, obviously when you're going through the conversions, but just something to bear in mind when you add a third floor, the windows, etc., are different requirements from that point on, even for a flip. For HMOs, they have a whole list of rules on their own for fire. Um, is everyone enjoying themselves? I want to know. Say yes. Say yes, having fun, hashtag fun, hashtag learning. I want to know, are you learning something? Are you having a good time? I want to make sure that, listen, learning requires so much energy. It requires so much energy. And if you're not enjoying it and you're not getting up and agreeing, I know I'm saying some things out loud and you might be going, what's wrong with her? Listen, talk back to me. Say, hey, Trish, talk out loud. Because if you're doing that and you're interacting, all of this information is going to go into here. Okay, and then we do do question and answers and stuff, which we've got in the members area. It's going to be awesome. So with the extension, you obviously want to look either side to see if the precedent has been set or just know by your council guidelines what is required in regards to the size to make it permit a development where I don't need to do anything. Yeah. And then again, with the loft space, always checking the loft space to see if there's anything going on with the roof that you weren't aware of, because that can be a really expensive mistake if you don't check. And the joists. And if, you, if there's a potential to convert it um, up there. Because, again, some people might have already done it as well, like started it. Um, so you just need to check that. Then, again, for HMOs specifically on this one, gas and electricity uh, meters are a very, very important takeaway from this particular. Hey, oh, awesome. I'm glad you are, Kelly. Um, so they're a really important takeaway. For example, if you have a front room in the property that you intend to turn into a bedroom, and you know how in the old olden sort of times they used to put the gas meter and electricity meter in that front bedroom, if that's what's happened, then you will need to move those because they do the tenants will need to be able to access the meters for meter readings and things like that. Now for that, it's a really important one, guys, because it can take up to 12 weeks to get Western Power or Cadent to come out and move the services for you, right? You, you will have to get the build team. So, for instance, if, if it's got an alleyway, they could put a white concealed box in the alleyway, and then obviously the, um, the gas men from Cadent will come back out and put the new meter box outside. 
So for instance, but then you'll have to get a new power cable in to run the electrical meter into the hallway where it's got access by all the tenants. Now, so it can take up to 12 weeks. So for example, if your conversion itself is only set for three, four months, that's something you need to do straight away. You need to get it booked in because their lead times are just ridiculous. So make sure that you checked that from the very beginning. Is it in the front room? Do I intend to make this a bedroom? Right, well, it needs moving somewhere else then. Also, give yourself a budget of around 800 to 1,000 pounds per meter. So it will be times two because you've got, you've got uh, gas and electricity. Listen, it will be cheaper than this for some of you. But I always start with the worst case because I would rather account for more and have less than account for less and have more. Yes? Awesome. And then also on this point is if it's going to be a HMO, look at the water pipe supply that you've got into the property. So if it's a lead and shared pipe, if the pressure is not very good for like, you know, when you've got toilets going off and you've got a sink going off and a dishwasher maybe or something like this and the pressure dips, What's it going to be like when you've got five, six bedrooms going on? So you may need, I've had to do this on a few of mine, to get your pipe replaced by Seven Trent to a shared one. So it's a bigger pipe, higher pressure, get it, get it serviced for your own property as well. And you want to make sure that you can get this services in, that it's not going to cause a problem. Because if you've got all these on suites and everyone decided, it doesn't happen, but if everyone decided to have a shower at the same time, one, you could scold them because the water goes all haywire. And two, it's just it won't supply. It just won't come out. They'll be like, it's my... You don't want that, no? So is that a good share? Is this... Is this amazing? Wow. Okay, what's going on then? Yeah, it just keeps getting a bit crazy. Does it do that a lot? It, not loads. Does it a lot? Do you want to tell us, guys? No, that's not joking. I don't know. Yeah, so, hey, listen, is this unbelievable or what? How much value are you getting from this? You thought it was just going to come and say, look at some paint, see if you need to do the plaster, you know, look at this drainage, that drain. Did you think it was just going to be those things? This, and I know for a lot of you, this might be, you know, big, like, wow, boom, boom, boom. But that's why it's recorded. And that's why for you members who are already part of the real-life tribe, it's all set out step by step, the videos. We clip this and we clip the trainers that are done. But hey, you do an awesome job. What, what else you got? What else thank you, got? you, thank you. Yeah, so the water pipe, again, I'm just going to go through that in a bit more because you need the gas and electricity meters to be moved. You've, that's an extra cost that you weren't accounting for before. So just make sure that you're looking at that. The water pipe thing, again, Seven Trent have their own timelines too. So again, if that's something that needs doing and you've got a short timeline, that's something you need doing from the beginning as well. Because you have to speak to them. There might be a replacement scheme where you can get it done for free. So again, check out each of your properties in your specific areas if that's something they can do under the scheme. And then other ones, you might have to pay for it. Like we've got to pay. It's a new build. We've got to have a new service put in. Okay. So is that good? We want to make sure that we're starting with the end in mind and, and trying to prevent any future like qualms and issues that you might have. And then you've just got, you have got, like Mark's just said, the normal things like new kitchens, new bathrooms, which to be honest, guys, I would want you to be finding at least in every property anyway, because, you know, you want to add some significant value. Bathrooms and kitchens add huge amounts of value to buy to lets, flips or HMOs, like all of them. You're going to be wanting to do this. On the, on the question of HMOs as well, 
what I look for is it's the shell more that I'm interested in. So it's the shell and then the potential of what I can do. Because really, guys, do you, do you, when we're looking at this and we're actually chopping this house up, you are structurally rebuilding this inside, basically, aren't you? Because you're making it into a hotel. So what I look for is how great is my shell? And then when they say to me, well, you've got this, you've got this, and I go, I appreciate that, but I'm going to rebuild it inside anyway, so it doesn't make any difference to me. Yeah? I say that to this agent, and then they're like, oh, uh, um, they've lost their argument there because they can't, they can't sell that, that line to me because I'm like, well, I'm going to rebuild it, build it inside anyway. Yeah? And generally, a lot of the time, you might have to do a damp-proof course when you're doing that anyway. Yeah? Is that good? Hashtag awesome. Hashtag fun. Hashtag information. I want to know. Yeah? So, the, so you've got your normal kitchens and bathrooms, and then you've covered the damp. Use this structural does it need repointing does it need anything doing have they had windows replaced at some point right and then there's a crack near the window so it might not be subsidence it could be just that they've not supported it adequately before they've put this new window in at some point so you might just need to address the lintel or the support just above the window does that make sense say yes i know you're all shouting yes you are awesome you are so involved i love this yes Okay, and then you're going to be looking for things like a rewire. How long ago, ask the question when you're in the appointment with the agent or with the vendor, how long ago did you have your electrics tested last and when was it replaced? Okay, you can have a look at the box itself, but I'm not an electrician. I don't know. Ask the vendor, ask the question, yeah? And then they feel involved and they're like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Listen, oh my God, top tip, top tip. When I ring the agents before I've even seen it, because listen, I've got offers in our houses I haven't even seen yet. <gasps> How dare she do this? You're not supposed to do that. Do you think I am going to go and see the property before I physically own it? Yes or yes? Of course I'm going to go and see it. I'm going to see it with my builders. I'm going to go around there with the valuers. I'm going to go around there with surveyors. So there's going to be a lot of lot of times that I'm going to go around there to pick stuff up. And again, if it's a HMO, I say to them on the phone, because they're like, well, you have to see it first. Yeah, I agree. Listen, that's fair enough for some people. But in my case, I'm going to be structurally rebuilding it inside. I'll tell you what, Judy, if you want to buy this house, what is it that you would do? What needs doing, in your opinion? They love that. She's like, well... Definitely needs a rewire. Definitely needs gas central heating. What am I doing? What am I doing here? I just want, I just want it to land for a second. I can hear you subliminally. I can hear the messages coming across. Listen, I'm asking her, what would she do? Because not only is, is it making her feel like important and involved and like she, her opinion matters, which people love, it's also reinforcing all of the things that need doing to this property. <laughs> I haven't said, well, I'm sorry, but I need to do this, 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 this is bad. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, oh. Which is what everybody else does. Yes? Everyone does that. They don't want to know about this stuff. They know it's horrible. They know you need to spend loads of money. You've got to get, yeah, you're forming a lift for negotiation. Exactly. So when you go to her at the end of this and you say, so, so my offer is this, Julie. She can't go, well, blah, blah, blah. 
I go through step by step and we'll do another we'll do another training at um, another point about more on the numbers so to speak because that's another training all on its own but how I basically go through it so that when I offer them they don't get offended because they understand because I'm how many of you would love to be in a position where the agent is like I, I get it I totally understand that offer where they don't go oh for god's sake boom just another investor yeah because most of the time the reason that they think that is because people don't care they don't they don't do any work themselves they don't do the due diligence they don't adequately sell their offer because that's what it's about it's about selling your offer listen if you're dealing with an agent and you're not dealing direct to vendor you have to sell your offer to this agent they're the ones that are fighting for you they're the ones that are going to get you from having no house to having the offer accepted yes so if they don't believe in you and they're not going to go back to the bedroom and be like to them you're not going to win and somebody else might be sitting behind you listen i'll tell you this is a true story it's happened more than once obviously but with me and mark we were up against about five people on this one house we won the deal good but not even just that we won the deal and we were five grand less than some of the other offers just because of the way we position ourselves because the vendors were like no do you know what they're not going to mess me about they're serious they're going to go yeah I, I was like boom another another situation 10 i think the other one now recent the most recent one is about 10 to fifteen thousand less than somebody else and the guy came back after he lost out to us and said i'll give you 10 grand cash to the owner but he was like, no, I've said these guys, boom, boom, boom. It's about the delivery of it. It's about how you do it. You need to be able to get your properties, go on these viewings and say, okay, I need to do this, 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 and this. But is it really about that? Is it? No, it's not. I want to know. Yeah, my builder's going to give me a list and my scheduler works and say, this is how much it's going to cost you to get to the result that you require. But my, I start with the end in mind. What is it going to be? What is the strategy for in the first place? Is it going to be a HMO? Is it going to be a flip? Is it going to be a buy to let? Is it going to be a service accommodation? Is it going to be a um, new build? Is it going to be a split title, commercial dwelling, flat? What is it going to be, right? I want to know. Okay, that's the questions that I ask. Not is, boom, is um, do I need to do the uh, new paint? Do I need to do the... Um, the fires? Do I need to do the gas central heating? Do I need to do the electrics? Probably. Yeah, because we're in the business to make money. And if you're in the business to make money, say hashtag money. On hashtag money. Hashtag money, 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 money. Money, 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 money. Money. I had to finish that one. I had to keep going. You know when it's one of those songs, you just have to keep going. Listen, I'm in it to make money. So it has to have like, okay, can I add value? And you cannot add value to a house that you're, you are like, oh, the kitchen's okay. I, I don't need to do that. The bathroom's okay. I don't need to do that. Listen, you can still make money if you're creating bigger bedrooms or you're just doing a nice redecoration, but not much. I want to make lots and lots and lots and, and, and money lots of money i am not in this to just sit back and go okay that's five grand you know i start flips wise just for example i don't get in, into any deal for any less than twenty thousand profit net profit that's my minimum that i will ex expect now for that i will be looking for on my viewings new kitchens new bathrooms not you know damn maybe or not i mean that's just a let's have a look at the property right 
but you're looking for new electrical, new gas central heating system, potentially then how else do I add value? Can I make a drive? Is there potential at this property to create a driveway? So for off-road parking spaces, that adds so much value to a property. But then also remember, if you're going to do something like that, again, start with the end in mind, very much like the gas meters, the seven trend, everything like that. If you're going to be doing adding things like driveways, it's another planning application that you have to consider because you have to get a drop curb, an agreement from the council and highways to be able to create a parking space, okay, on this area. But no, it's going to add value, it's going to add space, it's going to add more domestic ability for this particular property. That is amazing. Now, all of that information that you can go back, pause, write down and make sure that you get what you need. But I just want to ask this question. So either there's going to be people that are on here or just starting out or yeah. they're already in it. But like, what is the what what are the main first things? that you need to look for to make it a great investment property like when you walk in or even when you before you even walk in when you're searching in all the different places that you can search and research the properties before you even turn up what would you say that you're looking for like what are you looking at for it to appear in your list that is like right i need to go further i need to either go view this or do something. What, what are the things? Yeah, I mean, I think I've covered this, you know. Just list them. Just but list you've, them got to, you've got to look for where can I add value? Look for things like the kitchens and the bathrooms. Look for extensions, loft conversions. Where can I reconfigure layouts currently to make three good bedrooms? Remember those old prep properties that have got two massive rooms and then a tiny room that is frankly unusable, even for a cot, right? Can you just rejig the layout upstairs? So you're not adding the bedroom, but you're just rejigging it so that you've got three adequate rooms. Do you know how much money you would add to the value just doing that? Awesome. So, so let's break massive. it down for some like beginners or people who really need to build a strong list. It's all about lists. It's all about building a sales funnel of deals coming through. So to put, if you put rubbish in your sales funnel, your deals funnel, whatever you want to call it, then you're going to have rubbish coming all the way through and even out the other end, if it comes out the other end, because the other end is getting offers accepted yes absolutely so if someone needs to just have a little bit of a criteria what are the main things that you're looking for to make it hot and sexy across the board because there are many strategies but let's just let's just point ourselves in the direction because the flavor of these trainings we want to introduce people to property investment to see if they want it as their vehicle for financial freedom. Okay, so let's go one by one. Let's think of this as like a checklist, if you like, on uh, an inspection. What you're going to look for when you go to view or before viewing a property, because literally pictures can be ideal. We've got two minutes, so you have the bullet points. Oh my God, okay. Okay, so let's start with the bathrooms. You've got your toilets, your basins, your showers, your baths. Look at leaks, blockages, damage taps, things like that that you have to replace, electrical, you want to look at the supply, the lighting, is there any damage on the appliances, the yeah, fittings that we currently got. What we're looking for on the photographs, mm. because it, it, yeah, hey, look, yeah, 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 but listen, we need to translate this in a nice, easy thing that is like, what is I'm looking for on the pictures? Like what, when I'm first looking, I, we're thinking about looking at leaks and stuff is when we sh show up at the property, but even to put it in my funnel, what am I looking for? 
So again, when you're speaking to the agents on the phone, this can be a good way. So you can look at the pictures in regards to how dated it is and what the appliances look like. Dated. You can so yeah, the dated properties, the deceased estate. I know that, you know, that's not really a nice story, but so deceased like estate. It's really old, old carpets swirly carpets disgusting wallpaper that's like on the ceiling as well polystyrene polystyrene tiles, tiles. oh my god those light Shit shades board. that have got like you know the ones that do that and they've got the kind of cotton that like runs around like this okay like on a cake stuff like that um going around to the dated um avocado bathroom suites peach bathroom suites yeah. that are corners kitchens that aren't they're kind of freestanding kitchens so not even fitted. So the appliances you can roll in and out. It's one of those because they're so old. It's like they were never fitted to the wall in the first place. And they've got those kind of, you can tell. It's just a yeah. really old looking kitchen. A chipboard with just some like laminate stuck on the front of it. So, so quick also, quick wins in terms of converting or extending. Like outbuildings or like pantries. Yeah. Like massive pantries or outbuildings. Or either... Are we there? Yeah, yeah, no, it's still just carry on because although it does that, it, apparently it's it's not stopping the... Okay, so so even if you have to go outside, you can knock a, a wall out and put a lintel in. We, we did it where we extended a kitchen like massive. We doubled the size of the kitchen yes. just because we went into the outbuildings. And so, the foundations and everything. So if it's a brick-built outbuilding that's attached to the dwelling already, it's not an extension. It's just a conversion. So we were able to do that under permitted development rights through the council, yeah, we had to put a new roof on it, but it's, they, they did all that under permitted development. We just had to get building regulations. The foundations, because it was brick built, was already suffice of what, what we needed to move it through and double the size, like you say, of the actual kitchen. It's yeah, amazing. so these are some of the, listen, we have one minute left before then we've got to tell you something else. But listen, this is just like the quick wins that you need to be looking at. Like, you just got to know what you're looking for. So these quick wins of dirty, horrible, run-down places, yeah. like, like plasters falling off the wall. You know, some other people might stay away from these. But listen, some other training that we'll do, or you guys that might have already seen, is, oh, the, oh, is oh. How, yeah, one of the yes. things is how much value you can add, right? You can force, you remember the training from last week, you can force the appreciation. And you can only force yeah. it if there's value you can add to it. What was it? What was it? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. I've just thought. When you're looking online at a property, do you know if there's a picture of the front and that's it, or just the front and the garden, that's a good one. <laughs> Go and view that. Maybe, maybe. That means it's a good one. Ring the agents. Why is there no pictures of the inside? Because it's so bad, we have to explain. Yeah, that's generally what it is. So you ring them and you say, what's the situation with this property? And again, if it's a HMO or whatever, a lot of it is viewing it online. Get the floor plan. Why haven't they got a floor plan? Do you know if people don't have a floor plan? I don't even look at it now. I can't be bothered. I'm like, seriously, you can't put a floor plan on it so I can chop the rooms up and stuff. But if it's in an area that you know, you know, you might know the house already, but that's for more experience. So check online. this out. Check this out. Why I wanted to come and ask Trish some questions and she loved it so much is because, look, we want, we want to provide a lot, a lot, a lot of information, but there becomes a point where we already know information alone is not enough. But even just in these sessions, we want to have the information, but you want to break it down to a conscious, uh, it's going to be like the, your level of learning is you didn't know what you didn't know before. Now you kind of know, oh, wow, I didn't know some of this stuff. But you have to think hard about it. So if it's just a lot, oh, of, thank you, Zima. If it's just a lot of information, then 
then it's a little bit tough. Is there any way we can be in here like this? Yeah. Yeah. So then, so then if we break it down, just so you guys got some bullet points, hopefully you're taking notes well, but you need to have some nice bullet points to take actionable points away. Hey, Peter. And this, guys, this is why, you know, we'll, we'll share, we're going to share as much as we possibly can every week, not for the next two weeks though, so, something like Christmas or something like that, mm. yeah, so another, you know, last two Christmases, we ploughed through, we were doing properties, we were building, we were some of our families on here, you furnishing and all the rest of it, this time, uh, 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 no, 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 no. We're, ha we're having so we'll be back, time. we'll be back on the 7th, we'll be back on the 7th, the next training the free training will be on the 7th it's two days before my birthday it's already on the real life wealth creation page so you can get yourself a reminder go do that absolutely but listen there are some things that we won't do training like this why because we want to be there with you while you do it to hold your hand and literally pull you up to the level you know you can be and there are some things, right, because this is the way it works, right? First, there is information. Now, there needs to be an experience for you to put that information into play. And I'll tell like, listen, whether you drink wine or you don't, you will know that you have, like, these wine tasting things. Now, why do they do that? Why? Because at these wine tasting, okay, you might just say, yeah, whoa, you're going to drink a lot of wine. But what you do is you receive a lot of information about the wine. What then actually happens is the tasting should be the experience part, not just a woo, 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 woo. This is the experience part. So now you experience the taste knowing the information. It actually allows you to enjoy the wine more because you know how it was done and how it was made, how it was grew, the soil, the type of grape, the barrels, how long it was done and all the rest of it. I don't know a lot about wine. I'm just trying to tell you. What you need to do is gather the information. That's what this is. But then it's the experience, the experience which is the teacher and that will raise your standard and that's why we run a series of live programs where you can be there not just to receive information and guys who have been there before you you don't a lot of information but what we do is we turn it in to an experience because that if people say, oh, no, experience is the best teacher. That's what people say. One of my mentors yeah. says this, Alex Mendozian. He said, you know, he said to me that, no, experience is the only teacher. And that's why we do it that way. 